You are listening to Stream, the South African mental health and business podcast where we have conversations about navigating through struggles, achieving success, and people's secrets to reaching optimal performance. So in this episode, I'm going to be covering the question that I've gotten quite often, and that is five things to know before starting a business. And you might be wondering, okay, what is my actual background if this is the first time that you are listening to a stream episode or you've been following stream and you're not too familiar with my work experience. My journey in PR, communications, marketing started at the age of 20. In another episode, I cover more of this in detail. But fast forward from 20, 25, started my own business, a successful PR agency. Um, Also two years later started another business and then a couple of years later sold my business shares of the agency, started Stream and I have learned so much from having business partners, from not having business partners, from having investors Um, In between the little background that I just gave you, there was another company that I started and um, I'm still running along the side, which is um, involved with importing luxury products um, into South Africa. So there's a hell of a lot that I wish, and I mean, this is such a marketing thing to say, but like, I really do wish that these five things that I'm going to go through, I had a better understanding when I started my business, my first business at 25. But at the same time, I mean, you can read as many books as you want, podcasts, episodes, listen to episodes like this. Nothing's going to prepare you. I suppose it's the same thing that they say about parenthood, but nothing will prepare you until you actually take the dive and you do it yourself. These five tips or areas that I'm going to be discussing are definitely super helpful and it's a great guideline. And I think at the end of listening to this, you're going to know, yeah, shit, I have got what it takes. Or and when I say got what it takes, I think all of us have got what it takes. It's more about do you have the capacity? Do you have the drive and the physical energy to start your own business? Or you're going to decide after this, near fuck, that is like, I'm happy where I'm at and I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, I think I should record an episode on, a, on another day, just talking about the good side of entrepreneurship. I know there's all these perceptions out there and some of them are very negative. Some of them are po- very positive, but yeah, let me not even, <laughs> let me not even go down that route. I do fully believe though, that there is a world of fulfillment and opportunity that you can only get when you run your own business. Um, So let's get started. Okay, so I'm just going to quickly run through my five key areas. I say quickly, but it's probably not going to be quick. So hope you've got a coffee at hand, a cup of tea. You can listen to this in segments, but here we go. Number one, is it your passion? So if you're wanting to start a new business, whether it's service, driven or product driven? Is it something that you are really passionate about? Now, this is something that you would have heard before and it is up to debate because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of take it from both angles. On the one hand, I do not believe that it should be your complete and utter passion or not necessarily. Yes, there are many successful businesses out there um, 
including my business partner that I work with, Ash, who runs FitMom. It is her biggest passion, fitness and training women. And that is part of why she is so incredibly successful. But I'm not saying that that's necessarily has to be the case for you. I've also worked within the past couple of years as a strategist for startups. And what I often like basically saw that might not always be the ideal situation is people starting businesses based off of their passions, but then later on starting to resent that passion and no longer enjoying it, especially when it boiled down to finances and them not actually making profit or having to shut down. So there is a fine line. I th- I personally feel that there's a saying or a, a quote, passion is the fuel that entrepreneurs need to keep going. Now, I think that passion doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're incredibly passionate about, but it definitely has to be something that you're very interested in and you're inquisitive. Being inquisitive about the field isn't enough, though. Don't get me wrong. It needs to come with a deep desire of love or being inquisitive to learn more and knowing that you actually like that industry that you're wanting to go in or the aspects of it. Now, of course, there are lots of people that run businesses or in trades that they don't really enjoy, but they get enjoyment out of the profitability of it. I'm just... From my perspective, from the businesses that I've worked with, there needs to be an underlying love for what you're going to be doing. And my next point will tie in with this. But if I give you another example is I absolutely love fitness. And when I say that, I cringe because I get this picture in my mind of what fitness is. But I've always loved being really active loved running outdoors, trail running, and um, have run many, many marathons. Endurance has been my like biggest love. But if someone were to tell me, oh, that's your passion, you should go into fitness a couple of years ago, I would have gone, no ways. I do not want to do that for a living because it's going to take away the love and enjoyment and the freedom and the benefits that I get from movement and exercise especially on my mental health so what ended up happening is on my journey strategizing working with businesses starting a couple of my own businesses and investing in in small businesses opportunity opportunities came up and one of the biggest life-changing opportunities that have come up to tie in with my passion is ash from founder of fitmom And I started working together very closely and she brought me on board as a business partner. So indirectly, I am now working within the fitness industry, yet what my focus is isn't what you'd think it would be in fitness, training people. My focus is strategizing, uh, running the marketing for the business, being involved with the company's creative assets, upskilling within the tech department and working with our tech developers and our tech team. Um, it's incredibly fulfilling and the we've got an underlying why and passion and purpose that is driving us and it just so happens to be in fitness. So I hope that makes sense. 
I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Nature's Nutrition. Now, even before they started stocking our stream wellness shelf with their delicious flavored powders, I'd been using their organic superfoods and probiotic products for years. If you want to know why I'm such a devoted fan, I have a very simple answer. Their products are free from all the nasties, organic, vegan-friendly, high-fiber, and low-calorie, and the list goes on. But more importantly, and my whole family, the small humans and the large ones, can attest to the fact that their health products actually taste delicious. And a big bonus is that they are affordable, which means that you can actually incorporate the healthy mixes into your monthly routine. Use code THESTREAM15 for 15% off their online store, which excludes current promotions, which are pretty sweet deals if you ask me. Head to wellIam.co.za to stock up. Now back to today's episode. Number two, know your purpose and your why. Again, this is not something that's going to be completely foreign. You would have heard it before, especially if you are on the quest of starting your own business. Simon Sinek, absolutely love his messaging, what he stands for. His books are incredible, incredible. Um, And he is known for the saying, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. He's also got a really, really impactful um, quote have a purpose and not a slogan and I think that summarizes this um, this point very well is that if you don't know what the actual purpose is for what you're doing you are going to it's inevitable that you're going to come across so many stumble blocks so many challenges that the why is constantly going to come up in you asking yourself why am I doing it? What is the underlying purpose? And if you are similar to me and you wanting to start a business that uh, gives you the freedom, the fix- flexibility, the purpose um, and fulfillment and not necessarily want to make money, then you really have to ask yourself, is this purpose and is this why going to be relevant to me for the next 10 years where you are at where your season is at of course your company where you where your revenue streams may may change and you may have to pivot and things will go wrong and you will see yourself doing um working in areas in 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 as being a entrepreneur that you didn't really want to but if your purpose and your why stays consistent and it's true and authentic to you then you are on the right path number three upskill and network now if i'm saying that and you're already going oh you tired even thinking about putting in efforts into networking and socializing um then then you like just keep listening and hear me out because I you not you just used to I still do not I'm I'm a homebody and I love my comforts love hanging out with my friends but I'm not socializing every single night on on the weekends and I actually should be talking in the past tense because currently I am in the season of living in a Dorpi called Pochevstrom, so we don't have all our friends and family here. So obviously, it's very, very different now. 
but me in general and having lived in the city having grown up in the city of Cape Town and lived there all my life um, and then with of course the little stint that I did in London I do I prefer basically to have a braai a dinner with friends and family but then I need a lot of recovery time to recharge so the reason why I'm saying this is that in my 20s I was out of my comforts for 10 years working in PR which if you don't know what PR is just to summarize it it's basically being a publicist for other people or brands and you generate publicity for those brands so largely your success is based off of which journalists you know or media platforms are you familiar with and have connections with and how can you generate publicity which you have to generate for free um, in other words you don't pay the journalist to write the, the the article so how good are those connections that you can sell in a story and it gets published that was massively out of my comforts that's a glorified salesperson I don't identify myself as a salesperson but being an entrepreneur you have to be open to hmm, getting better at sales and just having the confidence in knowing that if your passion and your why is strong enough you'll be able to sell without knowing you're selling and I'm not talking about the cheesy selling that or the traditional selling of putting your phone up um, with a with a selfie light and selling to your audience whether it's product or service related I'm just talking like can you represent your brand with a, your deep desire passion for what you stand for when you're talking to other people and back to this number three um, topic which is so important of upskilling and networking in my 20s I went to so many social events for work we also organized so many bloody events because that also traditionally in PR to get publicity you throw a big party for brands and I had to constantly be out of my comforts but that having the energy and the capacity to do that gave me so many opportunities down the pipeline like so many that I'm still um, benefiting from the networks that I've built in my 20s so networking is massive now if you a similar age to me or older or younger and you're just not in the space to want to be doing that just remember what your passion and your why is. You, I'm not saying you have to network every single week and that completely go out of your comforts and because then you're going to start despising your, your job or working for yourself. But just open, be open for that discomfort of chatting to people, networking with like-minded people. Um, and then a big, 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 big part is upskilling. So have the, the, the drive and the capacity to learn um, constantly because as a business owner, you're not going to be just focusing on the things that you love to, to do. Yes, down the pipeline, if you make a success out of your business and you can employ people, great. I've done that many times with businesses that I've run and I'm in a fortunate position to do that now as well. But there were so many years of not being able to do that and to having to do the ground work and to be the glorified salesperson PR um, and pick up the phone in an office of over 100 employees and everyone next to you hearing your conversation those are the discomforts that I had to get through to get to where I am now so yes it can be temporary doing these these areas that you don't enjoy but you shouldn't be taking it tack tackling it with a sort of being yeah just 
being willing, basically. You should be willing to learn new skills because when starting your own business, you're going to be running the tech, the finances, um, the sales and marketing, all of it at the beginning. So you really, really need the energy and capacity for that. Um, And then also networking and hanging out with other entrepreneurs. I cannot tell you how that has carried me through the past 15 years. Um, There are two aspects to it. I would suggest hanging out with fellow entrepreneurs. And when I say hang out, having coffees, networking, have a WhatsApp group where everyone supports one another, have a Zoom call where you guys check in monthly um, with, if one's more familiar with sort of marketing and the AI, they can input in those calls and the other can sort of input more from the creative side or the finance side. Like have that support network and build it as you go. Um Oh, the two areas that I wanted to, to to mention was like either you are going to be hanging out with people who've got aligned values, which is very, very important, or now and then you're going to be networking and meeting other entrepreneurs who are in completely different uh, avenues and fields and you don't quite like the, the way they work or the way they are or any, any of that or their um, values aren't aligned, just remember that that opportunity that you have to engage with that person is also an uh, opportunity to learn. Learn how they do, do things and how you do not want to do things and going back to your purpose and your why. Um, so yeah, any opportunity to network and meet people or even work with people that you don't like or you have a, a horrible situation where you know you outsource work you pay a lot of money and the relationship just doesn't work and goes wrong. Those are all lessons that you are going to be learning during your time as an entrepreneur. Um, even working for someone else. I mean, let's be honest, we all have the colleague or the boss or someone um, when we're working in a, in, in a corporate environment that, that grates you. Um, yeah, so having mentors, having partners and having a community. Okay, we almost we almost getting to the last point. I'm getting carried away, yeah. As you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. It's obviously really hard to summarize. I mean, I'm not a professional podcast host, yeah. I'm not gonna be able to summarize all of these really impactfully. We're almost getting to the last point, which is crucial and critical. And if there's anything that you take from this episode, it's number five. But before we get there, number four. Prepare for an endurance race. So there are many success stories out there where people have made it overnight. Or there's stories out there people, you know, had hardship for five years and then they made this multi-million rand companies. But just remember that you've got no idea what that feels like until you start the quest of your own entrepreneurship journey. So those stories out there... Uh, Often it's inspiring, but the, the, it, it boils down to you actually going through it and the experience. And if you can prep for an endurance race, knowing that there are going to be a lot of obstacles along the way, but you need grit and drive and that passion and purpose to keep you going then if you don't have that, it's going to be, it, it can be the make or break of your business. So fortunately for me, as I just mentioned earlier, is I absolutely love an endurance race. Thanks to my dad, I inherited um, 
I believe, a, a great skill in, in running endurance races. And the further the distance, the better. In fact, the shorter distances, and this is the very big area that I'm still working on, shorter distances for me, um, I struggle. And it's only when I hit a certain point that my mental um, endurance or and power starts to kick in. And those races, I know that if... The t- my toenails can come off, often happens, blisters, your breathing's impacted, your body is in pain. But if you're prepared for the endurance aspect, you know that what is lying on the other end and the incredible feeling that you get at the finish line. So something that I actually spoke to someone who's wanting to leave corporate and they in sales and... I just said to them, remember, in one year, you've got 365 days of the year to to give it a go. I'm not saying that you shouldn't sleep and we should be working like the the messaging that we got, especially growing up in the 90s and, and like, you know, sleep is for what? Sleep when you're dead. Like, what are those silly, ridiculous quotes? I'm not saying that. But there are still 365 days of the year. So if you have got 365 days of the year and you are chucking in a couple of rest days, days to like completely switch off, but you're also putting in some days to upskill, to focus, to grow, to learn and to build, then what I told um, this friend is like, you're in sales. Like, you know, do you know what you can achieve in 365 days? You are great at sales. You know what you can do in terms of running your own business and selling a product, where as opposed to working for a company and continually building their brand, their business, their profit. And you're only getting a certain amount of income every year, which is great, which gets hell of a taxed on. That's like a conversation for definitely we are going to be talking about about that. Um, uh, We're going to be talking (laughs) about that um, in another episode. But yeah, so you really can achieve so much if you are preparing for the long run. And this is a really good quote, quote that I love is if you want to quit, quit when times are good. And then you see if you'll actually quit. Don't quit when it is tough. Okay, there is like a disclaimer. Like if things are really, really rough and it's against you morally and you are not sleeping and you're absolutely hating your job. Okay, that's a different story, right? But I'm talking about entrepreneurship. You've wanted to do this for long enough. You are taking on the challenge. Don't quit when it is tough because, duh, (laughs) It's gonna be tough, but the good times, I mean, the good and the joy and the fulfillment and the freedom of, yeah, let me just share with you right now. I'm sitting on the floor recording this podcast episode. I haven't changed out of my active wear. It is ice cold outside, so I went for an amazing run on a treadmill, obviously one of Ash Fit Mom's um, treadmill workouts. Then I took my dog for a walk. I'm on 15,000 steps for the day, drinking chamomile tea, still in active wear, slippers, and working for myself. Like if that's not if that's not success, I don't know. <laughs> okay, number five. This is 
so important. And I'll be honest with you, I was definitely not as jacked in this department and I got my fingers burnt badly. Number five, find an interest in finance. So you don't have to be excellent in this. You don't have to prep so that you're running your own financials month to month necessarily because you can, as soon as you start making income, I'd advise that you get an accounting firm to work with or or an accountant um, if this is not your area of expertise or you don't have enjoyment out of it. But what is so, 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 so important and something I neglected at the age of 25 because I used to say, I don't care about money. I just want to do what I love. Now I've still got that motto, but at the same time, I do care about being rewarded for my value and making really good money for the businesses I run and being able to provide for my family, to support my family, to be able to travel, buy things for our home, invest in upskilling, invest in my health, my mental health, my physical health. So I love those things. And with time, it took me 10 years to actually get to a point of going, okay, Marisa, it's not it's not a cute little excuse as a 25-year-old running a business that you're really doing well and uh, making a couple of million turnover per year, but you, but you don't care about money, you don't know what's going on. So it took me 10 years, and this is the area that I've spoken to so, so many business owners, and so many of them don't know what's going on in their financials. I chatted to one business owner the other day who for the first time after three years had done um, drawn up her income and her expenses per month and didn't realize that they were making a loss majority of the year or just 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 making an income um, or just what do you call it? <laughs> now, I've, now I'm at a loss for words. But that's how shocking this is. Um, and also, so before tackling on your own business, Yes, you can do a little financial course, but start with YouTube videos. Start with just understanding your personal wealth, what you're currently sitting with. If you're working for someone else, how much are you actually putting away in savings? Do you have, are you investing in a fund? Do you have a tax-free savings account? Like those are easy little things. I mean, like I said, I'm not like a financial, like super with it and jacked, but there's so many lessons that I've learned over the past that I've gotten me into a position where I am today that I've got have what all financial advisors will tell you is I've diversified my investments and my savings so if you don't even have a grip of that and you wanted to start your own business which you need to know the basics of finance to start your own business then this is the area you need to start before anything else if you've got passion if you've got a purpose woo woo awesome that's great but if you're not knowing what's happening in your own bank account, um, then you, then you, then you are. This is not a negative. Then you've got opportunities. There are so many things that you can do to impact your knowledge and your financial situation right now before starting your own business. Now there are two things that I just wanted to mention as well. I personally find that when you, and, and, and obviously this is not just personal, when you don't have money or there's a lack of finances, you are 
anxious and stressed and your decision-making is impacted. Stressed decisions are never your best decisions. <laughs> and it's the same with work. Um, fellow entrepreneur um, and little financial guru, Ilam from um, Finsource, she, I remember she said to me as well, and it just stuck with me, your stressed work is never your best work. And it's so true. And it's, it's very applicable when you're running your own business. And regardless whether, especially if you're running it with another business partner, or if you're wanting to go into a business with another business partner, if you are stressed financially, it's going to impact everything. It's going to even impact a lot of the times your personality and your relationships. So I personally advise that you have a bit of a buffer, a bit of a saving so that when you start your own business, you are not under so much pressure and you're not, for instance, if you're in the service business, you're not doing business with other brands that are completely not aligned with you because you want, just because you want to make um uh, make the money. Um, the same with a product industry, uh, product business. It's like don't don't make your decision making based off of finance if it's going to completely um, be against your personal values. So yeah, we don't have to. This is a definitely another podcast episode that we are chatting about coming up, but. Just make sure that number five, you have find an interest in finance. I promise you, like I said, it took me 10 years. And now I really enjoy the numbers of looking where I'm at, looking what the growth opportunities are. If you can, instead of going to Zara to buy a two, three K coat for winter, you can be putting that money into a, just a savings pocket, just one of your bank saving pockets with a good interest whilst you prep to leave your job to start your own business, then you're going to already be a step ahead in starting your own business and having a bit of a buffer to support you whilst you are building and scaling your income. And that's that. Okay, that's number five. I told you this. I was going to try to keep this short. I can carry on. Um, I hope you got some really meaningful advice from this of course it's just from my perspective and although I've been running my own businesses for so long over a decade there's still so much I'm learning every day so hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll chat to you soon 